Hello and welcome to Real Rumination. My name's Liz. And my name's Dane. And the reason we're doing this podcast for you all, it might actually be for us, <laughs> is the whole, the whole mentality behind it is that we love movies and we love to talk about them. We love to talk about art and philosophy, virtues, song lyrics, poems, and honestly anything in between. And we don't claim to be experts, but we do claim to be really good friends. And we hope that you as a listener can hear the two of us talk about our encounters with beauty in such a laid-back manner that you actually want to replicate it in your own life. It's something that brings us so much life in our own that we thought we could share it with other people and show them that way. And the best way to do that in the most effective way is through a podcast. So we hope you feel like you're in the room with us. <laughs> That's our intention. And today we're actually going to talk about Brooklyn. And Liz is going to be our expert and fill us in. And don't worry, I'll still chip in too. Take it away, Liz. Thank you, Jane. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to be talking about the film Brooklyn. It came out last November. Um, It's based on a novel of the same name by the author Colm Tobin. Uh, It was actually nominated for several Academy Awards, which is how I heard about it in the first place. Uh, Kind of piqued my interest. Um, But we watched it the other day together. So to set you up, uh, warning, there's going to be plenty of spoilers, all the spoilers in this podcast. Uh, But we've got, it's about a girl... An Irish girl named Ailish Lacey, uh, who's sponsored by a priest who started a new life in 1950s New York. Um, and it's a, it tells the story of this, her life of hope and this change in her life. Um, and she experiences great love as well as great loss. So a few initial things that really stood out to me about this film uh, is that it's very different than movies that I've seen lately. Uh, we, it, it, it expresses virtue um, and in tough, in tough decisions in that decision-making process that's not always like really focused in on in other films. Uh, we've got an older set. Uh, we have the old country of Ireland um, and, then ni- and then 1950s Brooklyn, New York. You know, what, what did that look like? And it was exciting to kind of see that. Um, there's a great cast, a fantastic yeah. score, um, but then really, it just comes down to me, it comes down to, it's a, it's a simple battle to fight. Uh, there, she's not a victim. Ailish is not a victim of her times or her surroundings. Um, there's not a bad guy. There's not even really, like, a huge, a huge obstacle she has to overcome. Um, it's very simple, everyday life, uh, a coming-of-age story. So... I couldn't agree more, and I think it's just pretty. I know that sounds very shallow <laughs> just after everything that you just said, but... The hill countries are beautiful. Mm-hmm. The nobody's like super dolled up in it, and I think it really shows the ordinariness of everyday life. Of course, it's in the nineteen fifties. It's not in twenty sixteen like us, but it's just pretty to look at. Absolutely. So it just really keeps drawing you in. I think time and time again. Yeah, the colors—they're bright. <laughs> you know, the yeah. characters are beautiful. Um, yeah, and even Ailish just is very striking. She's very striking, but in a very simple way. Um, so when the movie starts out, she's in, she's in Ireland, uh, and she is working kind of like a, a going nowhere job, working for Nettle, Mrs. Nettles Kelly, uh, <laughs> kind of a, a horrible old lady who owns this <laughs> little shop, um, and it's really not going anywhere for her, um, when it, it's exposed to the, the viewer that, uh, her sister is actually written to a priest in America and arranged for her to... Uh, be sponsored and go over and start this new life. Um, even just working a new shopkeeper's like life in Brooklyn, but with the ability to go and not 
be like determined to have to live this this usual mm. uh, way of life. So we open up on that. Uh, Dane, anything you want to like point out during those couple of scenes there, or? Yeah, I think you really see um, stereotypically. I'm Irish, but stereotypically, Irish people don't like communicate their feelings super mm. well. And I think it's so interesting to see Ailish is. She knows she's packing her bags, which it's so funny to see how little she has, <laughs> you know, compared to what we have now. Yeah, my suitcase um, is usually, like, to the brim. <laughs> I have to sit on it to, like, zip it up, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she says, make sure you pack your shoes. I'll take up space. And she puts in one pair. It's so, yeah, it's just <laughs> so different than our times. But Ailish and Rose, who is her sister, they're standing and talking, and Ailish starts to cry, and Rose almost says, okay, great, let's, let's get packed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just very matter-of-fact, very very much a business. And so when she takes the ship over and she meets a woman who is repeating... Her name's Georgina. Um, she's repeating... I'm sorry. She's, like, living ahead of Ailish. Yeah, she's, you know. she's like, the year ahead of Ailish yep. um, in that she has gone to America, has come back to Ireland, and is now returning to America. And Ailish is in the same... Is going is in the same, what's that, bunker? Yeah, the same bunker as her, yeah. On the the ship. Mm -hmm. And Georgina, it's interesting, the reason I mentioned that is she asks her point blank, but how do you feel about that? She asks Ailish, what are you feeling? And I don't know, I thought that kind of set the tone for, okay, we're not going to just say, (laughs) hey, sis, everything's fine, pack your bag, let's go. Mm -hmm. Georgina's introducing this new world to Ailish before she even gets there. You know, how are you feeling about that? And so... It's interesting that she first that she later meets an Italian, right? Um, Italian Tony, <laughs> who awesome. is very, very much about feeling and emotion and that vulnerability to be able to express that even more immediately than some might like. Right. So he's great, um, or at least more than Ailish is used to <laughs> yeah. in uh, in Ireland. Um, yeah. So she crosses over. She crosses over on the boat to America, and that's just there's just comic like comedy within the whole yep, crossing absolutely. over scene. And um, this is a very simple movie, and in that, it also like there's just comedy in all of it. It's very lighthearted, um, and even deals with like the tri- like the the trials of her life in a very um, soft way. Right. <laughs> um, so when she gets to Brooklyn. She's living in a boarding house with uh, four other four other ladies, and then like the lady of the house, uh, Mrs. Kehoe. Um, Your favorite character, probably my favorite character. <laughs> I'd say um, she's kind of a crotchety old lady, but by golly, she's, she stands by what she believes she in. Does. Uh, very opinionated. Played by uh, the same lady that plays Mrs. Weasley in the Harry Potter movies, so you can see a lot of some similar, a few similarities Absolutely. in their nature. <laughs> Um, it's great. But we, so we get there, and Ailish is just having a heck of a time adjusting, which, who could blame her? Sure. Um, but there are, there begins to be um, just little things where you can see where she's struggling with this homesickness, um, and how, how, how relatable that can be in our own lives, just either being in a new place, um, and just like the the trials that can come with that. Um, and then like needing someone to really like reach out to you in that time. Um, and 
how it takes a little while for Alish to be able to accept that. Uh, she's an interaction with a coworker who's like excited to talk to her and like um, pick up on things about her life, but Alish isn't really ready to receive that right away. Um, but things kind of uh, the point where she really gets very low is when she like first hears from home um, in that letter from from her sister and from her mom. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting that when she gets those letters and she reads them, the part that when she starts to tear up is when they're talking about bread. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I'm sure, reminds her of the old bakery that she worked in. And it's almost as if she laments the fact that she worked for this horrible woman. Yeah, okay, Mrs. Nettles, or Mrs. Kelly wasn't that awful. But yeah. she wasn't kind, mm-hmm. you know, and... She's almost lamenting the fact that she doesn't have that bread anymore mm-hmm. that was overpriced and dry mm-hmm. <laughs> or stale. Um, but even that makes her makes mm-hmm. her cry. You know, you know, that's the tipping point for her. But I think it's beautiful. She finally has a healthy outlet for how she's feeling. And I'm sure that that's exhausting uh, to have to hold that back. Mm-hmm. And she finally releases that. And granted, she's in the solitude of her own boarding room. Mm-hmm. She's not around anybody else, but... The next day at work, she goes to work, and she's particularly low, you're right. Mm-hmm. And is it Father Flood, who they yeah. call? Mm-hmm. Who's the man that sponsored her? And he comes in and talks to her, and it's kind of in that conversation that they meet up, and things start to change for Eilish. Mm-hmm. And even on Christmas Day, you know, we always hear that corny expression, the more you, the more you give, the more you receive. Mm-hmm. And Ailish lives that out. And it's not so overt that, like, he beats it into her and says, you need to give, you need to give, you need to give, and then you'll receive things. He just says, hey, I bought you some tuition for the semester to go to Brooklyn College. Mm -hmm. And out of that, she genuinely wants to give back. And she comes and, on Christmas Day, serves food to the homeless, actually Irish Mm -hmm. men that have ended up in Brooklyn as well. And... She cries there again, but it's a different kind of cry. It's out of beauty, mm-hmm. um, out of gratitude. They, <laughs> I think it's a funny thing. Out of gratitude, we're going to make one guy sing to you. But <laughs> On behalf of everyone here. <laughs> but his name's Frankie. And man, Liz, that guy had some pipes. Oh, it was beautiful. The Celtic music. and It was beautiful. And, you know, it made her think of home, and it was... It was a different kind of sadness from an ordinary thing, like the bread. Mm-hmm. But this was something that she was struck by the beauty. Mm-hmm. And she didn't need somebody to build her back up. She just said, I'm okay. And she was. Absolutely. And I think um, she could also resonate with like all of these Irishmen who had come to America to build these roads and buildings and really like yeah. form this new country and how much hope they must have had in coming over and like starting this new life and like what an opportunity she has. And now they're really not at a great spot either. Right. Um, but just to be able to like be in solidarity with just like the suffering of being away from home. Um, but then also like for her to be able to look at her own life and what she's been given um, and what an opportunity she has. I don't know. I, I feel like that she must, she had to have been thinking that none of this is addressed vocally. <laughs> Within the film. Within but between Liz and I. <laughs> but, yeah. But a beautiful, again, beautiful scene. So. Absolutely. So the people listening in are probably like, so what's the point of this movie? She just goes to Ireland and the priest sponsored her and there's beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we're going to talk about. No. <laughs> okay. So while she's there, <laughs> things start to pick up. She starts going to Brooklyn College where she starts to have way more interactions with people than just her kind of snooty housemates. Yep. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but she starts to have inter- interactions with people. A classmate of hers, like, 
talks about the class. She's acknowledged more than just a housemate. She Absolutely. gets to laugh. You see her start to smile for the first time. She um, starts to feel, I think, a little bit of purpose as well. Um, right. There's a lot of dignity in her work and her studies, um, and she can start to really, really feel that. Um, That's cool. But then we get to see her go to the time old dance that she gets to go to, yeah. um, and there is where she meets Tony. Q Tony. Q Tony. Mm-hmm. A young, funny, handsome Italian man who Dane will rag on for being <laughs> short. We we yelled at him to want to stand up for about half of the movie. Stand up straight, you'll he actually slouches. be taller than Alish. <laughs> he slouches a lot. Um, we meet Tony. Yeah, and Tony, he's he's the one that's the feeler, and Alish is the one that isn't. And I think it's really interesting to see <clears throat> through Tony. I think. Ailish learns a lot about receiving love. Um, you know, stereotypically, uh, men are the ones that initiate relationships and women are the ones that are supposed to receive and respond. And for someone, for Ailish, who's someone that's coming from like more of a a colder home life, they still love each other, but they're Absolutely. not so touchy-feely mm-hmm. um, and not as flowery with their, with their language and they don't express how they're feeling necessarily. You know that they love each other, but it's just different. For her to meet this young man, Tony, and... They dance, and <laughs> they leave together, and Tony says uh, something to the effect of, well, the reason that I come, actually, I know I'm not Irish. I'm Italian. I just really like Irish girls. <laughs> and for her to be able to receive that and to mm-hmm. kind of poke fun right back at him, um, he's good for her. He makes her laugh. He makes her mm-hmm. smile. And he actually has a conversation beyond one sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, and granted, those one-sentence conversations are a gift at the college and a gift at work. You know, she'd be entirely alone. But Tony's the one that kind of pushes the envelope a little bit of... It really makes her come out of herself. Absolutely. There's a, a scene where they're at a diner eating dinner before their next dance. It's essentially their first date. Um, right. And, you know, she tries to ask him about a little bit of what he does. He's a plumber. But he says, no, no, no. You know everything you need to know about that. Tell me about you. And then she gets to just talk, and she talks and talks and talks, and it's like she hadn't talked the whole movie. Yep. Um, and it's it's just, you see that he's really, like, made her come alive in that sense. Um, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and he, he delights in her. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's very evident, and I think that there's something to be said in that. Just the simple fact of delighting in each other's company. It's very evident on the screen. So then we get to just carry on through the movie with this budding relationship of Tony and Ailish, um, and the the goodness that she is seeking. She's doing well with her studies. Uh, she's getting along with her housemates. Um, Mrs. Kehoe seems to really like favor her, um, and seem everything seems to be going well um, when. You know, we said it before, great loss. Um, she hears um, from Father Flood that actually her sister Rose um, has, like, suddenly passed away. Um, it's a great moment of just grief and sadness for Elish and what, what she can even do or how she'll even be able to, like, move on, especially being so far away and so far from her sister, um, her best friend, and so far from uh, her mother, who is now without anyone. Um, her it, The movie doesn't go into it, or, but her father had passed away long before. Um, yeah. 
yeah, it's, it's a desolate moment for mm-hmm. Ailish. And <clears throat> rightly so, she seeks comfort from, from Tony, who she's built a great relationship with in the States. And it's interesting, you know, Tony, Tony's brought her into his home. He's shown her his family. Mm-hmm. Um, kid brother of Tony is my favorite character in the film. He's <laughs> so funny. He's so candid. And I think... I think Ailish in that moment, you know, is, is vulnerable and saying, I don't know where my home is anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and we see this, we see this identity crisis. Mm-hmm. And how can she not? She's moved across the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's fallen in love with this man. She's fallen in love with his, with his family. He's Italian. They're not Irish. And sisters died back home and her mom's alone and she feels that weight mm-hmm. and you see it in her face you see it in her tears you hear it in her conversation with Tony and this is where I have a little character shift with with Tony and with Ailish yeah kind of they both start to really change here at this they their do. their reactions are not um and their subsequent actions are right. not the best right and I think in their conversation they talk about I don't remember the exact words. I'm going to say how I interpreted it. I think I think there's a lot of fearfulness in both of them. And mm-hmm. I think that their conversation, she says, what if I promise to just come back to you? Mm-hmm. Because they're at this crux of she's got to go back to her family. She's mm-hmm. got to go back to her mother and to bury her sister. And he says, well, what if you don't come back to me? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want you here with me. What about our, what about our kids? And I'm thinking they're not going to be Yanks fans. They're going to be Dodgers fans, you know? <laughs> and they... There's that moment where she says, well, isn't a promise enough? Mm-hmm. And he essentially says, no, I, mean, I want to get married. Mm-hmm. And I don't doubt for a second that they genuinely cared about each other. But I think in that moment, it's a rash decision. And I think they get married in secret. And I think it's very rash. Mm-hmm. And it's something that they should want to share. And I think it's strange that they want to hide it. Absolutely. They, uh, they talk about not... Like, we don't have to tell anyone. Do you think we'll ever tell our kids about this someday? Yeah. And that that's just heartbreaking. Um, we have now entered this... Um, we've now entered, like, a secretive life. Right. You know, they don't, they don't talk to Father Flood and seek his counsel. They don't, they don't get so. married in the public, and they are going to keep it from seemingly everyone back home right. in Ireland and then everyone in the States. And so they've really entered... This, they've really put themselves in a bad position, and then we, as the viewers, get to see them struggle with that, or at least we get to see Ailish struggle with that. Right. Um, I forgot to mention this earlier, but on the boat, Georgina um, says says to Ailish, one of the nice things about being in America is that it's nice to talk to somebody who doesn't know your auntie. Your auntie mm. who's going to talk to somebody else or gossip or have an opinion or you already come and meet someone and they already have this idea of who your family is and where you come from um, but it's nice in America to not to not have that to be new and to get to start start fresh right well her auntie doesn't know she's married but neither does anyone else um, I think it was Socrates that said the unexamined life is not worth living so now we get to see Ailish try and live this unexamined life and the su- like the suffering and the ter- like the turmoil that she puts herself in um, in lying right and Liz I mean at this point in the movie she does have an unexamined life you know mm-hmm. she 
she and Tony have sex before they get married the next day, all mm-hmm. in secret, you know, mm-hmm. and she sneaks him in um, her room downstairs, and no one knows, and mm-hmm. and, she's the and before that, before that decision yeah. to get married, their dates were public, they were out in the open, they went to things together, the board, the girls at the boarding house knew about him, she was private, right, but it wasn't secretive, right, mm-hmm. and that, that we have this, we have this clear change, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's, clear yeah it's absolutely clear and I think what you said there about the unexamined life Mm -hmm. going back to that she she does have a life up to that point that's unexamined but we see the repercussions of that as she leaves now Mm -hmm. and goes back to Ireland Mm -hmm. right so I mean we're three-fourths of the way in the movie right Correct. You know, and she, we've only told that bit of the story. So now she's gotten married in secret. No one knows, and she gets back on a boat. On a boat? Goes, goes back. back to Ireland. So and back in Ireland, no one knows that she's married. Her mom doesn't even know that she was seeing anyone, but right has to do a lot, I think, with distance. And then her relationship with her mom is not as strong as her relationship was with her sister. Right. Um, so she's back, and every, everyone in Ireland, because they're so excited to see her... Just wants everything to return to normal, to hang on to some normalcy in this, like, in the wake of something tragic with a young death, a young death. They want her to be around for her friend's wedding. They want her yep. to get Rose's <laughs> old job being the, the bookkeeper. They want her to make things right by her presence being there, to have right. another one of the Lacey, Lacey girls home, you know? Right. Um, and in... Ailish's er, decision-making to not tell about um, her husband, um, she falls right back in to being in Ireland. In, in that life, she falls right into it. She's going out with her friends, um, and they, she meets... Her friends are trying to set her up with someone, with a, a Mr. Jim Farrell, a young man, a ha- young, handsome man who's friendly and outgoing. So and kind. Yeah. Very, very kind. In all, like in all senses, he's a good man. Sure. Um, but no one knows except for Ailish that she's unavailable, and so she has this has to have this inner battle with herself. Um, well, what like what can I do? Right. Can I stay here? Does she, you know, she tries to press that she needs to go home, but that date to go home gets keeps getting pushed down the road. It does. And and I think it's really interesting. When she first gets in the car, when she first meets so her friend Nancy, who's getting married to George, um, she gets in the car, and I honestly think Ailish is under the impression it's a bunch of girls. Yeah. Oh, she's not expecting to meet Jim. New, new guy, right. Mm-mm. So they get in the car, and it's funny because the guy says something to her, and Ailish kind of gives pretty pretty uh, harsh harsh answers. <laughs> and she goes, oh, all of you boys are the same. Oiled back hair and a and a blazer, mm-hmm. something, and you know, Farrell's countenance kind of falls. You know, he's he's kind of hurt by that statement, and it's interesting when she gets out of the car. She, Ailish confides in Nancy, and she said, "What are you doing? You know, this isn't. Why are you having me meet this guy? Yeah, isn't this the same guy that was engaged not too long ago before I left? Yeah, you know what's happening here. And, and besides, I'm going back. Exactly. Like I'm going back. What's the point of me meeting someone if I'm going back? Yeah, and so this gets to the point of it is difficult to say the truth in that moment, mm-hmm. right? To say, I didn't tell you sooner, I got married, mm-hmm. right? But in that moment, she had such an opportunity to say and put definitively down, I can't be interested in this man because I'm married. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't. And then 
we get into this huge mess. Yes. Because Jim's a wonderful man. He's just as kind as Tony. He is less vulnerable in his words, but I think that's being characteristic of being in, in, Ire- in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I think it's so cool how he's teachable. She mm-hmm. gives him that challenge openly saying, like, I hate how your hair is and I hate your coat. And then they go on a, on a date later, essentially, and he doesn't have his hair oiled back and he has a different type of jacket on. Just to show that he's, he's not just the same as all the other guys on the rugby team, which she was really just faulting him for. Exactly. Not willing to give him the time of day because of. Um, but he changes and he, he, he shares with her how he's so... He doesn't want to stay in, in, just in their small town forever. He yeah. wants to see France or he wants to go to England. He wants to travel and he's trying to make himself just like open and available to Ailish and express things that she has in common. And, and that's she, exciting. Absolutely. And she's receptive to it. Mm-hmm. And the reality is it would be a relationship I'd be for. Mm-hmm. except that she's already married. Yep. And so we see this this turmoil of, of Ailish, and it, I mean, it breaks your heart because you, you want her to confide in someone. Mm-hmm. You want her to just say, I'm married, this isn't an option. Yeah. Um, and it's something that, and I'm sure if I'm, if I'm stealing your lines here, I'm sorry, but, you know, there's a couple times in the, in the when she goes back to Ireland when they talk about America and how it's almost the temptress, right? Mm. Like, it's the new world and... The swimsuits are tighter, and when she comes back into Ireland, and they're like, wow, they don't make swimsuits like that here, you know? Yeah. And, um, there's just a couple things that America is. It's the, it's the cutting edge, right? Mm-hmm. But she's back in Ireland, and Ireland's the one posing to be the temptation. Mm. You know, and it's, it's not Jim. It's not, it's not Jim's fault. It's not that he's a bad guy. Correct. It's the fact that when she comes back into the old way of life, she's not acting like she made a permanent choice in the in the Americas you know mm-hmm. she just she's finding temptation again because she doesn't have her husband there with her because it's in secret mm-hmm. and I think it's a very interesting I think it's very interesting to see that the temptation isn't necessarily a bad right it's actually a good it's he, he's very good right but in this case it's still a temptation absolutely um In the, um, eventually, though, we get to see Mrs. Miss Nettles Kelly again. Woo! <laughs> uh, it makes me think of, like, the Wicked Witch or something Absolutely. like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> she exposes that she has some knowledge of Ailish's life in America. She does. Turns out that somebody who knows somebody who knows someone else met Ailish and Tony, or at least met Tony, the day that they got married, and knew that a, a girl from Ennisworthy was married to an Italian. And so who, who else could it be? But so Ailish. this is, but who else could it be but Ailish? So Mrs. Nettles Kelly, the aunt, the auntie, supposedly from earlier, it's nice to talk to people who don't know your auntie. Well, they do, turns out, um, poses this to Ailish and says, you know, I know something you that you know. <laughs> um, to which Ailish is immediately defensive. Um, very, it is very human. You know, it is very human, and uh, in her response, and gets very mad um, at this. Mad that she knows this. Mad that she's bringing up like 
okay, what is your point of bringing this up? She asks her, you know, was it to keep me from Jim? Was it to make a mockery of me? Was it to <laughs> what to keep me from going back to America? What were you going to do with that? And she's immediately defenseless because, well, when you've been living a lie and the truth is exposed, well, that in the in the liar said that's got to be your response. Um, but it's in that moment that she finally, um, she finally has to make the decision to return to the truth, like the truth of her situation. Um, and yes, it seems kind of weak that it had to be somebody bringing it up, but Ailish is, after all, she's human. She's fallen like the rest of us. Sure. Um, but in that moment, she decides to acknowledge the truth of it, um, and, and, books a, 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 the next passage back to America immediately because she needs to be with her husband. Um, but then she also has to tell her mom. And it's this, it's a very heartbreaking scene. It um, is. That she has to tell her mom and she's like weeping. And her mom is very matter of fact about it. Um, and her mom's not unkind. No. She says, she asks her about him. Is he kind? He must be kind if you were to marry him. You know, I understand. Yes, you do need to, you do need to go. It's hard for me, and I don't really want to talk about it. But I but I understand. And goes to bed and, and says, then, I don't want to say goodbye. Again. I don't want to say goodbye again. It's too hard. Um, and goes to bed, and that's that's heartbreaking in itself. Absolutely. Um, it's very it's it seems very cold. <laughs> Not intended, I don't think. Right. No. Um, yeah. Anything on that? I think, and I mean, I'm I'm trying to enter into both both characters there. I think it's I think it is really beautiful how Ailish comes clean to mom, mm-hmm. and I think it's really beautiful that she I I truly think she's repentant, mm-hmm. um, or contrite, whatever word you want to use there. I mean, by the sheer fact of the number of tears. Well, and she, she shows, shows her remorse and her tears there. She shows remorse earlier visiting Rose's grave. She uh, right. talks about. No one knows this. She she uh, she exposes the truth to the only person that really can say that can't say anything about it. You know, it's true. Um, but it's true. Now she has. Now it's in the light. Absolutely. And I think, <clears throat> yeah, you can say she was she was questioned about it, so she has to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. She actually didn't. You know, she doesn't have to tell the truth in that moment, mm. and she kind of cowered from it. And then she stands up defiantly and says, "But I am Mrs." Ailish Fiorello. Fiorello, right? Mm-hmm. And so she's she's saying that she has, in fact, taken another name. You know, and it's almost like she remembers that. And she announces the truth and, like, announces it again and again in, like, the wholeness of that truth. So. Yep. And then she writes a letter to Jim. And you just see Jim read the letter and you see his countenance fall. And he's sad. And she, you see her on the boat going back to America. Mm-hmm. And... Yes, I would say it's not the most courageous move she could have done with Jim. I think she could have... She acted like she fell in love with him. Mm-hmm. And I think that merits a conversation. Mm-hmm. I am grateful she at least told him the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can deduce that. We don't know that exactly. But um, I am grateful that she showed that to him. And as Liz says, in Ailish's defense, that she did have the next earliest ship shipment out of the of the country so maybe yeah it she didn't time, have time was a little pinched <laughs> but, but <laughs> yeah 
it could have been done differently. Yes, absolutely. But again, showing the, the human side of her. Mm-hmm. So she gets on the, the boat. She becomes much like Georgina to another girl who becomes like Ailish, we're assuming. We don't know. Yeah, know another new young gal who's headed to America for the first time has a million questions. Um, and Ailish is... Uh, just as Georgina had been kind to her on the bus, and Georgina was a little maybe more brash than or than Ailish <laughs> yeah. uh, is, right. um, but you know is excited to tell her about America and how to get through customs successfully, just simple things like that, or how to not get seasick, um, just simple things, um, but a comfort and a, a warm a warm face and smile, you know, and a, a welcome, and uh, yeah, so she in turn is becoming. Similar to Georgina, um, the American, she starts to take her identity in that again. And her identity in where she's in America and she has something or someone that's only hers. Yeah, that's a really good line. Mm-hmm. That's verbatim out of the, out of the movie. Mm-hmm. And you see her... I, I think this might actually be... One of my favorite scenes is when she's standing there across the street from where from where Tony works mm-hmm. and she's waiting for him and I think that's very reminiscent of what he used to do for her every day outside when of work, he'd wait outside, outside of, of her classes. classes yeah and it's funny that the night that he's not there on time you know when they're dating that's the that's unusual you know mm-hmm. he was always there on time and there was mm-hmm. one time when he wasn't there and I think it's beautiful that she gets to come back and to be the one waiting mm-hmm because he had tried to write her letters the whole time and when she was gone and she had built up these walls and then to see her be the one to like break down that wall to break down that wall and finally be like vulnerable and wait you know vulnerable and waiting and uh eager to be with him to see her beloved Mm -hmm. and so i think i think something that we can derive from this film is and Lizzie, you said this really beautifully, just the, the importance of, you see Ailish fall, you know, you see her make mistakes, you see her faults, you don't see her as the perfect, pristine character. Correct. And much like we said at the beginning, it's a simple everyday life kind of movie, mm-hmm. but you get to celebrate the joy with her when she seeks repentance at the end. Yeah. And it's upsetting in the middle, as you heard me say. Mm-hmm. I hate how this character's, what the the choices she's making right now. I Absolutely. hate this. I hate that she's gonna hurt Jim. He's a great guy. He's already been hurt. You know. I what? hate that he's she's hurting Tony by postponing exactly. coming back. Her her selfishness and that. I'm not a big fan of the fact that they decided to uh, um, consecrate their marriage before they were married. Right. You know, um, and they. I think you can be a fan of the movie um, and see the beauty in the movie and then acknowledge the brokenness in the main character. Yep. She, she's, she's not without fault. No. <laughs> no, she's not. And I think that... I'm, I'm not saying that the... I'm not dismissing the fact that she did any of that. Correct. I do wrong as well. Mm-hmm. I don't do those same similar I don't I've not been put in that same situation as she's been in mm-hmm. but I do wrong also yeah I don't, we don't always choose the good exactly mm-hmm. and so to see the movie end on a on an upswing and it's not a it, it is a love story this is a love story absolutely mm-hmm. but I 
I think, especially from this podcast, you can hear that we're not just learning about a love story. We're learning about identity, um, an unexamined life, the simplicity of everyday life, mm-hmm. death, remorse, grieving, beauty. The I mean, truth there's... <laughs> in the light, you yeah. know? And then there's the romantic love story within it. Mm-hmm. But it's not the central narrative of nope. the story. Is not her falling in love. It's not. It's good. It's a part of it. Absolutely. But it's not the end. Yeah. And I think that that's something that we don't see in every film that you said mm-hmm. at the beginning. You know, I think that is something that sets this movie apart from others. Yeah. Um. So, Dane, is there anything? Yeah. Anything else like that we like particular like takeaways from this that we want to like talk about or are we? I know we're probably nearing our end of our time. Right. I think, I don't know, I think just for the sake of time, something that really struck me, and I, we mentioned it, was the part about, and it's seemingly small in the mm-hmm. movie, but I love the part where she hears Frankie sing, mm-hmm. that guy, when the, on service day on Christmas, mm-hmm. and she doesn't know this man, and he gets up and he shares his talent, and he sings beautifully. Oh my gosh, it's haunting how mm-hmm. well this man sings. Mm-hmm. And because she stopped thinking about herself and got to listen to someone sing, it moved her to tears. You know what? It was something that was an everyday thing in her life. Mm-hmm. And I think how often do we overlook that for ourselves? How often do we are we presented with someone singing in Gaelic to remind us of our home country? You know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Not that specific, but something that's so, so ordinary. Someone mm-hmm. singing. And it moves your heart to tears, you know? And I think that that's something that, again, it's a, it's a small part of the film. It's not even central to the theme of the movie. Mm-hmm. But it drew her out of herself. Mm-hmm. It did, Liz. I mean, it was, it was a moment where she wasn't thinking about homesickness the whole time. And it was a, it was a stranger. <laughs> right. And I think how often we are presented with those opportunities to draw ourselves out of ourself, you know, mm-hmm. and just enter into another world where we can be brought to tears because of the beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the way that's applicable to, to our time is, Liz, we have countless people day to day that we see that do that same, that same mm-hmm. action point, that inspired beauty. Can bring in our us lives. out of ourselves and inspire beauty, inspire the 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 good inspire right decision inspire I mean you can think about how this this man that sang you know reminded her of her home country gave her hope in this new country um, but then also people like Nettles Kelly may, inspiring you to do the good by providing calling out calling you out <laughs> you know and there are people in our lives that call us out there are the people in our lives that remind us of hope and beauty. Um, there are people in our lives that remind us, like, that show us tr- so much love, like Tony or Jim, in just a different a different way of showing right. love. Um, yeah. Right. And I think that that's something to, to take away from, and, I mean, just concretely with the singing, mm-hmm. we had a, a huge event on campus, as we as you'll see on our, on our website. Liz and I are hall directors at mm-hmm. a college in Kansas, and they do this event... And they do showcase different musical talents. And there are people that I've never seen on our campus before mm-hmm. that got up on that stage and sang. And some of them made me laugh so hard I cried because they were so funny. Their lyrics were so smart. Um, and that whole time, I could only think about them. Mm-hmm. I could only think about how, how talented they were. You know, I, was, I wasn't I was gazing at their 
beauty I was gazing uh, well with my mind's eye I guess mm-hmm. you could say the beauty that was hitting my ears mm-hmm. it was amazing <laughs> to praise that talent and not yep. think about the work I needed to do later that night Amen. and the next morning <laughs> um, yeah or even the podcast the next day you know this has exactly. been on the on the checklist Dog for a while um, but we're so excited to be here doing this today yep. and are looking forward to our our next podcasts and Hope to have this posted by the 15th, so we'll see if we hit the goal. This can be some accountability right here. Yes. So, And I think we have one more question. Okay. Personal rating. <clears throat> so Liz and I are going to try to be consistent with this throughout all of our podcasts. So the best we can give a film is two thumbs up, um, or in the worst we can give is two thumbs down. <clears throat> it is subjective. We've gone through and <laughs> analyzed the heck out of this movie yeah. for you, but um, personal rating on your scale... You've already bought it, so I don't... <laughs> I know you're a fan, so... Um, yeah, how many thumbs have you given it? I'm going to it one today. One up. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, I learned a lot from it. Absolutely. Something I can definitely reflect on and... Uh, Keep chewing on, for sure. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening with us today. And, uh, yeah, look forward to chatting with you in spirit again. <laughs> Perfect.